about a lot man we back here um a couple weeks off man we had to go and clear our mind get some things situated get some things straight but we back here we back in the building feels good to be back feel good to be at our second home our second location where we try to make sure that we're entertaining the people making sure that we're entertaining the world and giving everybody the opportunity to uh, get some insight into our life as y'all probably already see and notice Young Al Bailey ain't here right now. Um, he's going to call in. He was taking care of an important event. So right now, um, it's the three amigos. Myself, Will, John Shaft, Sweatsuit Poppy, Turtleneck Poppy, whatever I'm called. Whatever I'm called. Uh, my boy Tony. What's going on, TC? What's good, brother? What's and, good? And Relly Real. What's good? You good, Real? <laughs> I'm straight, man. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoying myself. You real cool. You real cool. But nah, man, it feels good to be here, man. Uh, what's going on? What's new in the world? What's going? On? How's everyone feeling? Uh, I'm feeling good. Just got back from a trip down to Tulsa, Oklahoma, and up to Kansas City. So I just got back today. Uh, just soaking that all in still, and getting back to getting ready for the week. That's about it, man. What's going down with you, young real? Man, chilling, man. Like I said, I had a excellent, busy week. Craziness at work, but I mean, keep it pushing. But yeah, overall, everything been cool though. That's what's up. That's what's up, man. My week weeks have been good, man. I uh, <coughs> um, my personal training is taking off. Um, gaining clients, which is a good thing, man. Um, and I really like. It's uh, it's interesting, man. It's just, you know, when somebody is trusting you with something that's important, you know what I'm saying, health is wealth. Um, so if somebody trusting you important, like you make sure you do a little more to pay attention to, you know, the different workouts you give them, the advice you give them. And then not only when you start working out and you're training people, do you become like they're just, you know, training to get them healthy, but it's almost like you kind of sort of become a life coach because, you know, as you, you know, helping them, you know, get better, get in better physical condition, like they – you know, they open up to you. They talk to you, build conversation, um, and they trust you. They they give you information that, you know, typically they wouldn't give a person. And you have to be able to uh, take the information in, uh, give them opportunity to give them good advice. Uh, just bounce ideas off of each other, man. It, it, it becomes a great partnership. And I'm, and I'm learning and I'm seeing that with, you know, my first couple of clients, though. So I feel good, man. I really, really feel good with this, uh, with this new added uh, layer to – 
who I am as a person, man. Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's good, man. Uh, I need to come and hit the steps one time. Absolutely, man. Shoot, steps, you come steps. to the you come you come out to the gym, man. Them steps look deadly, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the crazy thing about the steps, though, and if you ain't noticed, man, we here in Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, the steps at Eaton Park, the everybody complains about them the first time they do them, but once. But once you do them a couple of times, you kind of feel accomplished, and you kind of want to just continue to do it, and you, and it, it just bu- it builds that strength, and it's all mental though. Like the way down is cool, but the way up is all mental, and if you continue to do that, you start just overcoming the different challenges. Like so, right, right. Well, that's cool, man. That's cool. I'm glad to see you flourishing. Yeah, man. I ain't made it quite where I want to make it yet, but um, I do, I do see an opportunity for me to grow, and I got a lot of different business ideas just based off of. You know, my people that's not here who hit me up about workouts and stuff like that. So I got I got a lot of things that's 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 definitely uh occurring that I'm about to, you know, move with and take off, man. But with that being said, man, it seems like everybody's doing good. We got anything to rant about today? Um if I had to rant about something, it's about you know what, I am gonna rant about <laughs> something. The uh new NBA playoff set up with the play-in game yeah. oh my god that's crazy i was just thinking about basketball and these reps go ahead go ahead <laughs> no i i think um i don't like it i don't like it and i know everybody was giving Le- lebron a hard time when he said he didn't like it and i think they only did that because he did he didn't complain about it last year but facts but i think the reason i didn't complain about it last year is because everybody didn't play an even amount of games and okay. the season was so unorthodox. Now I don't like it because everybody played the same amount of games, and it just don't make sense to have that play-in game. Like, just win the games you're supposed to win and be done with it. Right, and, and, and get in the playoffs. Right. I, so I, I don't understand. They're I mean, they making some extra money by playing them extra games, I guess, but it's kind of weird. I don't I don't like it. I, I don't just, feel like it makes sense at all. Yeah, I, I don't either. There's 30 teams in the NBA, right? Each team has <clears throat> had to decrease ten games this season. Right. So it's all revenue. That's like over three hundred games or one hundred and fifty games. But the other thing is played this year, so they're trying to coop, recoup for that. But the other thing is, is they rushed the season back. So and then you just got done with the season. Oh man, it's just it's weird, man. Yeah. And it's only a couple extra out of games though, so you're really not making up. Yeah, you're really not. You're not really making. Cause you missing. You missing three hundred games because it's thirty. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Because yeah. it's usually eighty two games for sure. So, so really, technically, you missing like two two ninety four because it's yeah. like or two ninety two whatever. I don't know how it all it adds up. Added, added suspense. Added yeah, that's all season, it is, man. I just hope. I hope it's not a permanent thing. But it's hard for it not to be permanent when you have a potential first play in <laughs> right. tournament right. game. Uh, it could LeBron be and the Lakers versus Steph Curry and the Warriors. Right. Like, and then whoever Who lose, ain't going to watch that? Whoever loses, they have to play for the AFC. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's, it's just interesting. Um, yeah. I, But, you know, like I've not been a – the last couple of years, I ain't really been as big on sports, like watching sports yeah. and being involved with it as much as I used to. Uh, you know, mine just different – mine just different places, different areas. So, you know, it's just all new. I haven't uh, watched much at all. I just kind of read about it or maybe watch a few highlights here and there on, online or something. But other than that, I haven't really watched much basketball at all. I got you. What about you? Nothing to rant about? 
these refs, man. <laughs> these refs. Like, you, the refs for who, though? Just, like, the refs. In the NBA? Yeah, in the NBA. Like, they, man, like, you can't do nothing. Like, you can't express how you feel. Like, you, you can't do nothing. They instantly tech. Oh, you want to keep going? Man, get him out of here. Like, like these refs, man, they, they vicious. Man, especially Tony Brothers, man. Like, you just, <laughs> It's a ref named Tony it's Brothers, a, oh. not, not not your brother. <laughs> he be talking about himself, bro. <laughs> oh, Tony nah, Brothers, nah. he he vicious. Yeah, nah, he, yeah, he don't play no games, man. He, yeah, but yeah, man, these refs, man, they they crazy with these calls and these texts, man. I ain't never seen so many texts in the NBA season like they. Yeah, they vicious out here. They shrewd, man. They <laughs> what you got? Uh, as far as my rant, man, it's more soldiers, man. People. Uh, people just have to be understanding about just life. Hey, you know what? I'm sorry. When you don't, Go I got one more. I got one more thing I want to say. I got you. But people just got to be, got to do a better time, a better job of appreciating and taking care of life, man. Like, um, I've been stating, bro, it's, re- it's, it's very weird in the world right now, man. And it seems like somebody that we know is passing or somebody that, you know, we know they're they're losing a loved one, man. And, bro, while you have the opportunity here, man, fix those, mend those relationships, man. Uh, don't be too prideful, man, because we all know that we're on borrowed time, but even with us being on borrowed time, man, if we still here, we got the opportunity to fix something. We have the opportunity to mend fences that, you know, we feel that are worth mending. And we have to do a better job, man. Appreciate life, appreciating those people that are around us, man. And it's okay. It's cool to, you know, have your day, your, your arguments, and you know, a couple of disagreements. But, but that shouldn't turn to dislike. That shouldn't turn to hate, man. And we just got to do a better job treating each other better, man. Because when it's over, it's over, man. And I and something last night that hit me. Like, so I was watching the. Uh, we get into that. I talk about that. It could be one of the topics, but I add that's one of the topics. But just do a better job of treating each other the right way, man. And appreciate well, life. I think we we leave with this then, because uh, I think it's gonna kind of tie in. Well, go ahead. But um, I I just thought about this. I wanted to rant about this, um, about the the black bars and clubs. Um, we're running out of them in the city of Cincinnati for sure. If you think about Rose Line and all the bars and stuff that was up there, it's only one now, and the one that they had have had a shooting last night. Um, three people were shot, one person killed. And we running out of spots to to, to bars and, and and if you wanna go out and get some nightlife, you running out of spots if you wanna be, you know, around black good black folk, you running out of spots. Cause I think I can count on my hands how many spots it is now. So um Man. it goes into that life thing. Be mindful. I, I shouldn't have to go out and be worried about, and this ain't even just black spots. It's just period though. Just everywhere. Like we always got to be, keep our head on the swivel. We always got to be worried about somebody coming to shoot, shoot up the place. You know, and you know what it says, man? Like if I have to, if I feel like I need weapon or I need security to be there, I don't need to be don't there. Need to be, but that's the, the crazy thing is, is like, I just said, anywhere. It happens everywhere, but I'm just looking at the black spots because, like I said, up on that strip on Rose Line, it was we can name them off. It was probably five or six spots. Now it's down to one. It it was food trucks and stuff all out there and everything. But now, 
it's nothing up there. It's it's nothing. They took all the spots. So that's what it's that's where it's headed. That's where it's headed, man. It's headed to because unfortunately, the owners have to pay for you know a few bad apples that that want to ruin it for everybody else. Mm-hmm. But it also goes into who you promoting to, what you what you doing, what you you know how are you how are you marketing it. So uh, let's let's try to keep these spots open, man, and and let's let's. Let's put the petty beefs away, and you know what? I don't know if I should say petty beefs because I don't know what they beefing. For. Yeah, I don't, you don't know what. Yeah, they I don't know about, what they beefing for. But man, a, a lot of times when you hear these stories, it's always something. Yeah. So petty. Yeah, just based off of just based off of our history, bro. Really like, petty, yeah. Yeah, just based off our history, bro. When you hear about why people are beefing or what they're getting into it about, nine times out of ten, it's over something that could have been handled with just a brief dialogue, right? A little conversation and Let's everything. Talk. Cool, hey. cool, bro. Pride, man. Pride, pride, pride. That's the main corporate to me. Like pride, man. So that's that's what I wanted to say about that. But I'll take us into what um one of the topics we wanted to talk about and um and it's based off me, uh my trip to uh Tulsa, Oklahoma and um and getting that story of what happened down there and um and seeing the the little area that they have down there right now thriving and full of uh, black businesses. Um, it made me, made me emotional when I was hearing the story. Um, it made me think about things a little different. Um, and being in that area was some of the best energy I've ever been around because everybody in that area were nice to each other. They were using each other's businesses. Um, it was not a, it was not a frown. It was um, just all smiles. Like, so do me a favor, real quick. And I think it's something that we need to do. From your recollection and just your knowledge, let's give the people a real, a true history of, of Black of Black Wall Street and what happened. So, there. so Black Wall Street was started. Um, by a man named O.W. Gurley. Okay. It was, I think, and I may be wrong with quoting this, but you can look it up. I think Oklahoma started being a state in 1907. Um, And I'll look it up real quick. And then... I'll look um, it up. Keep going. But, like, a couple years before that, O.W. Gurley brought the land, which was, like, 36 blocks worth of land, from the uh, Native Americans. November 16th, 1907. Yeah, okay. So that's when it became a state. So yes, a sir. few year, couple years before that, maybe two, three years before that, he bought the land and um, he bought it for 52 cents an acre. So it was enough land for it to be 36 blocks of, of, of beautiful houses with thriving, working black folks and businesses that they they kept all the money in the neighborhood. So what he did was before Oklahoma became a um a state, he would tell black people, "Hey, you come here, you don't have to worry about none of those white folks and you won't have to worry about, you know, trying to find work 
You won't have to worry about trying to be an entrepreneur. You can do it right here. We just pull our money together. Mm-hmm. And they did that, and they built Black Wall Street. And Black Wall Street was originally called, and uh, excuse my, my French, but or excuse what I'm about to say, it was called Nigger Town. And then it changed to uh, Negro Wall or Negro Wall Street, I believe, and then it became Black Wall Street. Booker T. Washington is the one that named it that. Um, so this neighborhood is thriving. Everything is going great, and this is from like 1905 up until like until May 30th, 31st, 1921. The whole massacre, it wasn't a riot. It was a massacre. The whole thing happened because a young man was dating a white woman, and they were on an elevator, coming down the elevator. The white woman, the door opened. They seen a white couple, the white woman screamed. The black guy took off running. So, hold on. So, or the, the elevator door opened. I'm sorry. Yeah, so the black man and the, so black, the black man and the white woman they was were together on the elevator. On the elevator. The white woman that was with the black man screamed when, when the she door saw the white. When she saw the white, she couple. did that because nobody had seen them together. Only a few people had. Okay. And when they saw that, she knew it was over. So what they said was he put his hand, or he put his pretty much tried to put his hands on her and this and that. But that's not what happened. So the police, of course, came and got him. Um, the people of um, Black Wall Street in that area, and I'm calling it's called a different area. It's Greenwood area. Um, the people of that area, they went to protect him. They had they was armed. There was 75 men. They were armed and they protected him because, like, a thousand. They said it was a thousand to 1,500 white folks came to get him. Um, so they they didn't get him. But then they came back, and that's when they came back, blew up uh, homes and uh, burning down stuff, um, looting through the stores. Uh, they saying at first they tried to say it was like 30 people that died, then they said it was 100. Now they're saying it's like 300, but the locals are saying that it was um, – the locals are saying that it was it was thousands it was probably about thousands. It was thousands of people that died. That's what the locals are saying. It was way more people that died. Mm-hmm. Um, they um, they did that, and then of course the National Guard jets came over and and bombed mm-hmm. the area. And uh, after that, the people couldn't get insurance. They couldn't get any help to build it back up. So people started migrating to the St. Louis's, the uh, Kansas City's, the Detroit's, the you know D.C.'s, the Chicago. They started migrating to those places. Um, it was it was emotional because just thinking about that, that's it's about to be a hundred years ago, um, coming up in a couple weeks, and just thinking about that. There's still two people alive from that. One lady is 107 years old. She just turned 107. She still lives in Tulsa in that area. And then um, the other lady lives in California, and she's 104 years old. I don't have their names, but they're the last two people living. And just thinking about 
that whole thing and what they had to go through and everything been everything being ripped away from them and nothing happening. They tried to sweep it under the rug. Where y'all learn about Black Wall Street at? I didn't learn about Black Wall Street until ooh, maybe like 2009, 2010. It was on an accident. I think it was. I was listening. No, I was listening to a, a black professor. Um, mm, now I might have been a little early, but maybe 2008, 2009. And I remember when I was in college. Right. Um, I uh, I was um, I was in college or whatever. And then I think I was speaking about, like, we need to do something about, like, bringing our money together, this, right. this that, and other. And my, and my uh, professor at the time was saying, like, bro, this has already been done. Right. And we started talking about it, and it was just like, man, I had no idea. Like, my mind, my eyes got super big. Like, dang, like, this really happened? This really occurred? Right. Terrell, did you or did you know about? I, like, I knew like, some things about it, like, right. I, I knew some things about it, but I didn't know, you know, the things that I learned. It was a lot of things I didn't know. And uh, another thing is, is where it is now, right, so they got about two blocks out of 36. They done built a highway through it. They done built a college down the street. OSU, uh, Ohio, oh, not Ohio, oh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, State University has a um, satellite campus, campus there. Um, so they done built all these things. Um and uh, one thing that happened is they build a museum and stuff like that. And some of the pictures, they have original pictures from, well, not originals, but they have pictures, right, that the co- a college gave them or let them borrow. But it's crazy because they came, the pictures came from those houses of the people that lived in Black Wall Street. So those people that came to terrorize and burn down and loot and take away life and take away everything these people built, they took their belongings and kept them, pictures and stuff like that, and kept them in their basements, in their homes, in their attics. So these pictures were recovered from someone someone's ancestor or someone that was a part of that and um they loaned the pictures <laughs> that's wild to the people of black wall street now at the museum and it's like you loaned them there wasn't they wasn't ever yours they were these black folks ancestors pictures so yeah i found that to be i found that to be interesting man but um all this got me to thinking man because like i said i was down there um, it was just amazing seeing the energy, the good black folk down there working together, um, smiling at each other, laughing, joking, uh, using each other. There was a tax uh, business that was black owned. There was an insurance business. There was a real estate. There was a restaurant. Um, there was a frozen popsicle stand that did like natural frozen popsicles with real fruit. Um, there was a souvenir shop. There was a sneaker a sneaker uh, boutique owned by a, a a woman, which was dope because I've never seen a sneaker boutique owned by a woman. Um, there were museums. Um, there were a few other things there, and they all made sure that they spent money with, you, with each other. <laughs> all of them did. And it was no 
it just felt good. And the lady that helped us, she did it. She gave us an outside tour. Um, her name was Cindy. She was real nice, very nice. Um, and it was she gave us all this history, and it was it was dope. But it got me to thinking, like, can we get to that, or are we being blocked from that because of uh, because of the uh, the racism and the and the um, and and just the hate between ourselves sometimes. So can we get can we get to that at one one day? Can we? You think we can? <sighs> yes, because I'm a, I'm optimistic. I do think certain things can happen. I do think certain things. Um, hold up, hold up. I do I do think that certain things can happen. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Al, you there? Can you hear me? Al, you there? I'm here. You got to Yeah, we can't hear him. You got to take the what's the name off. Can you hear me? I told you. We going to go. Al, can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear y'all. All right, cool. Oh, cool. Oh, cool. I, I, I guess we straight. Cause that's going Dang, it's a little delay, man. Yeah, we might have to get K Mac down here real quick. We're gonna call you right back, Al. Nah, yes. We uh we we But but as far as us coming together, um sorry for that, y'all. We was trying to get ABGs in here. But as far as us coming together, I think it's a I'm op I'm 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 optimistic about it. Uh, I'm optimistic about it because I believe that it's an opportunity for us to for, for us to come together. But it's going to be tough. It's going to take us to truly all be on the same page and realize that we all ain't going to be able to get what we want. But if we come together and do the right things, we can all get what we need. So it's extremely important for us to to understand, like, we know that it can happen. We have we have proof that it can happen. And from that, we know that certain obstacles are in our way that's going to try to keep that from happening. Um, but as far as but as far as us getting to the point where that can happen, where that can take place, like we have to fix the little things within our community first. Like we have to truly learn how to respect each other first. We got to truly understand how important the black family is in order for us to understand how we can come together and but make these I think, happen I think and the, grow financially. I think the other thing is is you need to not worry about the people that don't want to move forward with it. Yeah. I mean, that's just what it is. Like, you got to leave people behind. But it's, but but you know what? It's hard. So, like, let's... But you, you it's, have it's to hard have... hard to leave. But, you, I mean, you definitely do. You, de- well, how, you definitely I, I guess for me, it's not hard to leave somebody behind that ain't... that don't want to grow with... You know what I'm saying? Because I look at that as growth for the community. Right. So, if you don't want to be a part of that, then... Okay, you don't have to be a part of it, but don't come messing up what I'm what we trying to build. But you know what? But that's it. Our community is so messed up and our community is so divided on a lot of different things that we tend to allow for it to happen and allow for it to take place like I remember when we were trying to boycott Gucci, right? Or whatever it was. And then next thing you know, you got somebody out. You got somebody come in and saying, "You know what? I'm not a follower. I'm gonna wear Gucci. Gucci ain't never did nothing to me." And not understanding what 
what that would have done, that unity that it would have shown to the community and to our, uh, um, and to our culture. So we have to get to those points. Like, I do think that we could come together, but it's like, a like we don't, our culture right now doesn't have enough respect for each other in order to make certain things happen. And I don't want to seem like I'm being negative or not or, or, or anything because I'm not, I'm trying to speak from a realistic point of point of view. Like we truly got to focus. We truly got to focus to make sure that we are, um, um, that we're able to swallow our pride, swallow our ego and get things moving to get things accomplished. Like we got to understand that we got to, we got to play the rules. We got to, we got to play the game. We got to do things the correct way in order for us to be as successful as we can. Cause a black wall street can't happen. A black wall street can happen. We can't do it. And we can have multiple black, black wall streets in multiple cities. Um, but it's going to take time. It's going to take the opportunity. It's going to take for us to understand, like, it's important that we are, um, it's going to take, it's going to take time to, so we can see how important that type of stuff is and how type and how important it is for us to continue to grow and be together. Hey, we, uh, Okay, we just trying to get things fixed. There it is. It's good. It's good. I hear it. I hear it. So we can get out of call back. Now. All right. We was just trying to get things going, trying to get it fixed. Yeah, we're a real podcast. We ain't even hit pause for y'all. Y'all heard all of the uh, the ruffling and the pausing. No, but uh, that Black Wall Street was a uh, – it was an excellent uh, trip. Hold on, real quick, Tony. What's up, Al? What's up? Yeah, I hear. You. Yeah, yeah, we right, good. Yeah, we what's good. going on, bro? Young blood. <laughs> Young blood. What's happening? What's the <laughs> Turn him up a little bit in our headphones, real. Yeah, turn me up. I got a lot to say about Roy and Mari. About who? Oh, about. Oh, oh, you're your your, your Joe Button? Oh, my God. I want to talk to you about the exclusive deal that you two are in breach of. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry. We got all our receipts, brother. (laughs) We got all our receipts, brother. (laughs) You know what? What y'all doing? What you talking about? Nah, we was just, uh, Tony was giving a uh, recap of his trip to, uh, Tulsa. Tulsa. Um, so we were just talking about it and it led us into a conversation where we were debate well not debating, we were going we were just having an in depth discussion about um can we can, will we ever in our culture be able to have another black Wall Street? Man, that's a great conversation because I'm driving back from Dayton and shout out well really was a chat with Ronald, but shout out to the to the sisters that put together this event today called When Fashion Meets Food. It was a food truck and um, fashion uh, for different vendors, man. And anybody familiar with Dayton, I mean, Trotwood, Salem Malls in Trotwood, it's abandoned. Um, back in the day, it used to jump, used to crack. So they had all these food truck vendors and stuff out there. And it made me think, as I was talking to my son, about um, black economics, different things of that nature. And I'll say, man, this is how we do it. This is how we build back up our own system. Somebody got the land, the venue, and the idea. Like, this was all 100% black folks, thousands of black folks out in the city that definitely needed uh, a financial hit. And, yeah, it makes you reflect about Tulsa 
and a lot of other places, and do you ever think that we can get it back? It all goes back to, you know, what we say all the time about, man, can we get enough people to that are willing to sacrifice, you know, ego, pride, and all that kind of stuff? Because we got, we got the talent. There's no doubt. We got the talent. We can even get the resources. Sometimes it's, it's us just getting out of our own way if we can. So, yeah, that's how I feel about that. And I was, I was saying that, um, if if there are people that don't want to do it, let's just do it without them. Just let's just press right. on, um, right. because it's the time is now. Yeah, man. The time is now. Yeah, like it's man. been long overdue. We keep fighting for reparations. They ain't giving us nothing. Let's just go take it. Yeah. Right. And I mean, I just feel. I, like when you, I, like I feel when you as though. Like that, cut me, cut me <laughs> off in the car, but he ain't even gotta be in the building and cut me off, man. <laughs> nah, go ahead, Al. What was you saying? <laughs> no, I tell. I like when we talk about that because hey, I find myself at this place too, you guys. I don't know if you guys ever have this. There's some stuff as far as black folks. I don't want to do, but I didn't got off the bench in every game and say, Al, it's not always about you. Yeah. And so I've found myself in the last few years, I'm supporting black folks who I don't really even care for their idea just because I'm like, it ain't about you, Al. Their idea may work for somebody. Right. And so even today, working and supporting people and different things of that nature, you know, I'm I, I, I'm finding myself trying to be less critical of us up front and just say, how can I help? Even if I don't know if I'm not going, I'll still buy a ticket for an event. Or I'll still try to find a w- way to donate. I'll still try to find a way and, to contribute. So I think, too, that's a, that's a big thing. And I still try to be as patient I can as I can in these restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> I try. I try. <laughs> But no, nah, I just think it's uh, I mean, just to continue to continue on the down the same road, like it's just uh, it's about us, like like was stated, like it's about us stepping out our own way. It's about us truly seeing the seeing the long seeing the long road. Like it's like the stock market, like we got to start putting some investment in. You know what I'm saying, and not be so willing. Oh man, I ain't see no profit in in ten days. I'm I'm taking my money out. Like nah, you got to sit down. You got to be patient. You're gonna go through some of your ups and downs, but once things hit. It's going to hit in a way that's plentiful for everybody who's involved. Um, right, and I definitely agree. Right. Like, do you have to leave? Do you have to leave someone alone? Leave them behind? Absolutely, because they, you know, what they said about Harriet Tubman. They, she could have freed more people if they realized that they were slaves. So it's like we have to get to that point, and we got to try to make it, uh, make it available for everybody. But it's those, it's those core principles. Like I said, our our culture right now is lacking a lot of core principles that is extremely important. Like. The, the gentleman that, that started Black Wall Street, right? He put like, everybody on. Yeah, he put everybody on. But it took people being open like, to that. Open and not being prideful. Like, now to be like, if you try to put everybody on, people are like, nah, I ain't, I ain't taking no handouts. Like, nah, I'm going to get it myself. Instead of being like, oh, you got an opportunity for me. I'm about to come over there and rock with you real quick. You're going to help me build my build myself and get myself to the point where I could put other people on and we continue to help people that way. Cause the goal is to be able to put your family on, put your friends on so everybody can eat on their own. And then they can go back and put other people on so everybody can eat on their own. Like, and it's cool for us to do that. And we have to understand how important it is. We have to got to get out of this stupid 
uh, uh, I, I made it myself. Uh, it, it, it's my way or the highway. You got to do what I say. This, this, that, another, and start appreciating and rocking and and being able to accept help and support from people in order for all of us to win. Just like I said earlier when I was talking to you, but uh, off mic, Tony, like, yeah, like I could do something. I could learn how to do it, but I'd rather get this knowledge shared with you, and then we could go ahead and flourish and create a business together utilizing something that you do well, utilizing something that I do well, and we both eat 50-50, like. Yeah. Oh, y'all had a meeting about doing stuff man, well. get out of here, man. And starting stuff oh. without me. Oh, my God. Oh, oh no, nah, don't, don't start that because y'all was definitely on y'all kissing style stuff this week. Hey, we, we, we're not going to do this. Oh, right okay. Now. All right. You're right. <laughs> we're not doing this. But y'all on y'all. Y'all on y'all. Listen, y'all on y'all more than worry right now. <laughs> no, I don't like it. Hey, but listen, you just said that word patience, and Tony just, he said, he said patience, and we talked about seizing the moment and, and time right now. And this is a problematic statement that I'm going to say. And it has uh, it has a lot of truth to it, and the truth can be subjective. So I just want to say this: sometimes we can be overly patient with people outside our race, and then when it comes to us, we can be uh, not as patient and ultra critical of self. Yeah, for sure. I agree. I agree. And, and, and I give you an example today. I stood in line. For 30 minutes to get a strawberry pineapple lemonade. That was $3 a lemonade. And I, we, I want to say this, and I want to help some young entrepreneur right now that's going to listen to this clip. I want to help you right now. This event is supposed to be from 2 to 7. 2 to 7. Started after 2. I'm in line at 3.30. Around 3.55. We get to the front of the line, and you're out of all the lemonade. All you have left is your $10 beverages. And now you're getting upset because people are walking away because they wanted the $3 lemonade, not the $10 beverages. And and this is what I said walking away. And I probably could have said it a little bit nicer way, but I was irritated. I said, how do you come to an event? That could be your big break, and you are not prepared. I see it's 5.30, 6 o'clock, but it's 3.55, and you are already out. And I say, instead of customer service, having someone get off the food truck and tell us in line, hey, all we have left is the $10 juices. Sorry, you let us stand there, and then you get mad we don't buy the $10 juices. And I, and, and I say it to say, sometimes as black businesses, when I say we can be overly critical, there's a difference between being critical and respectful and then being overly critical. And I think today I was maybe a little both. But I was, I was upset from the standpoint of, yo, it's thousands of people out here. And I want to see every food truck, every vendor out here be successful. How do you show up not prepared? And leave people walking away saying, and then you mad that people don't want to buy your ten dollar product. I got you. I got you. Know, you. At, it's, at, it's the, at the end, I'll probably probably find that food truck and I'll still send away to make a donation contribution to share a page. 
But uh, I just want to go back to the original statement. Sometimes that we can be, you know, overly nice and patient to those outside of our race. And so when we're talking about the time is now, the season now, how much patience, how much slack do we give? I read a lot of stuff on Facebook. People say, well, you went to that business the first time and you didn't like the food. It could be a bad day. Go back. The second time you go back, okay, they may be a short step. Third time you go back, well, maybe you need that. Uh, tone, will, how many, will, how many times or how patient should we be with the quality of service from um, black businesses? Sometimes I feel like black businesses feel like they can undercut and underperform because they feel like we still should support them. Um, I say I, I'm probably the most patient out of the group. Out of the podcast, I think I am. I would say I am. You don't think so? Smitty's, pa- Smitty's patient. All right, nah, Smitty ain't patient. <laughs> Smitty is not it all, patient. It, it all depends on who is Smitty hanging with that day. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he adapts to the personality of the person he's hanging with that day. Sometimes he don't even show up. <laughs> no, but um, I try to be as patient as I can be, but at the same time, some of those businesses have to understand that they customer service is just trash. And you can't shy away from that. That may help them grow. Um, I know people say, oh, you can't be really critical of, you know, the black businesses. But, man, <laughs> man, I done been in some doozies. Um, I, I was in one. I waited probably 40 minutes for my food. Yeah, I remember you telling us that. I probably should have got up and left. Mm-hmm. And my girlfriend, she was hungry, and when she hungry, she was peed off. But we waited, and the experience was uh, was not so good. It was not so good. Big Mama hungry, you got to feed Big Mama. <laughs> <laughs> it was not so good. So, but I've been, and it's it's crazy because I had three bad experiences in a row, and I'm trying, <laughs> I'm trying, and not with the same. I'm not going to name any restaurants. Right, right, right. But I just feel like they take us for granted. Like, oh, it's kind of like you ever been into um, a store, just a like a a gas station, and then it's like, or no, go to the sneaker sh- store, mm-hmm. and uh, it's some like some young young cats, young black cats working in there, and then they just talk to you. You hear them talk to the white person different than they talk to you. <laughs> I feel Don't like switching. I, I I know. If it kind of feel like that, and it's like, why can't I get the same customer service that they got? Because they feel like they can be more open and be themselves. So is you. But when that when that happens, I kind of just like it's the same thing as I kind of just get okay. This is what it is. It shouldn't right. be like this, but they doing this because I'm not gonna blow up. I'm not gonna get mad because they're doing it because they I guess they think they can relate to me. Yeah. So I, I don't. So I, so I don't. I try not to give them a hard time, but but man, you got to let them know on the side or something, or tell the owner or something like, yo, the num- the, this ain't working. So the number one thing is, and y'all know how I feel about this. Like, don't diss nobody in public. I'm not dissing no black establishment in public. I'm not in in public. It means like you know being overly critical about them on your public page on Facebook or or social media, anything like that. It's not talking bad or negative um, about them in public. Also, we, we're we a damaged culture, which means 
uh, with us being damaged, but with us being hypersensitive, we take all criticism or all critiques as negative. So we have to be willing to listen to what people who are purchasing our products or 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 giving their time or whatever they're doing to whatever we want them to uh, indulge or purchase. Like we have to do a better job of listening to them, and we have to be able to have our big boy pants on and take that criticism and um to see and apply and see if there's something that we need to change so as far as the original question i feel like if i make a suggestion or i make suggestions or about about your business or if it's multiple people making the same suggestions i will continue to go back if i see that you're working to make the adequate changes in order to eventually becoming um, more sufficient and, and and better time management and it becoming what we want what we feel like it should be. We have, we do have to be patient because everybody's not going to get it right on the first time. Like some people are just, you know, throwing something against the wall and hoping that it works. It may be a passion, but they might not have the business etiquette. This, this, that, and the other. They may not have the money to get the professional help. So they kind of learning themselves. So we have to be patient, but they have to, you have to, they have to be continuously working towards getting better. So if, if I'm going to a restaurant, for instance, and the first time I go, it takes me an hour to get my food. And I talk to the manager or to whoever it was, boom, 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 I'm going to go back again. If this time it doesn't take an hour, maybe it takes 40 minutes. Am I still frustrated? Maybe I'm a little frustrated, but now I see that the time went down for me. So I can see that they're making some improvements. They may have been able to hire more staff. They may have understood something that they didn't know. Like, things get better. Now, if I'm making suggestions and nothing is changing, everything is staying the same and negative, then I got to get up and walk away because this ain't even what you want to do. This is you being you. But if you're making changes, if you're growing, if you are, are attempting to get better, if you're trying new uh, new things out to, uh, to help with your efficiency, then I can't just leave you. I can see that you're making changes. Just because it's not on my time and at the speed that I want you to make it, if you're still making those changes, I'm going to ride with you. Yeah, but uh, we just got to hold them, hold the, the businesses to a, uh, to, to a high standard, but also understand that, it's some it's gonna be some ups and downs for sure, and I and I get that I get that, but also the businesses need to understand that we can we we holding them up to that standard yeah, and we don't have to spend our money, that's for sure. So, uh, like it's a great time. Like I said, it's a great time to buy black. It's a great time for us to invest in our businesses and our community and stuff like that. But as business owners and people doing things the correct way, a lot of things just go well with just. Like customer service is nothing more than just being that's, a good person. That's that's all it is. So or just like, being nice. Yeah. So like if it ain't even about being say, a good like, person, just be nice. Yeah. So let's just say with me and personal trainer, like today I had a client. I was running late. Be considerate. I, yeah. I hit him up like, hey, I'm about 10, 15 minutes. I'll be like ten minutes late. Uh, if you want to reschedule, I'll reschedule at any time of the day to day that you want to do it. This, this, that, another. I don't know your time schedule, but I got a late start to my morning. Hit me back like, nah, you cool. I'm running a little late myself. And we was able to work it out. But it's just that. Like, just be a good person. Like, just and, be and, 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 and nice. when you when you make a mistake, don't try to blame it on the customer. Yeah. Don't blame it on the customer. Just say it was me. It's easy. <laughs> right. And when people will respect you for it, and it ain't just saying it's me to be like, okay, yeah, it's my fault and just get over it. It's more so like, you know what, dang, I messed up. I wasn't right. paying attention. That's on me. I'll make sure that I don't make that same mistake again next time. And, but, and nine times out of ten, people would be like, I understand, bro. You human. You having a bad day. But getting back to it, so we all agree that it can happen. Yeah. Al, you agree? Kevin Garnett. 
Anything is possible. Yeah, I, uh, I think it. I, I do. I I think it can happen, but you know, it's a lot of naysayers out there too. It's a lot of negativity. But yeah, definitely. But, but I look at I look it's at we the only ones that don't have that though. You look at Chinatown, Korean town, little Italy. You can go on and on and on because it's in there. It's embedded in their culture, like. It's well, embedded into and their they culture. haven't like, like they you, haven't they haven't had it taken yeah, yeah. away either. That's a f- I was about to get to that. Hey. Go so, ahead, Al. Let me give you let me give you an example. So, you know, that was Salem Mall was a banger. And I and I don't know if they if they if they had that thought or the vision and everything. And I and I get there and I'm like, yo, man, they could have done a little bit better job, you know, with parking, police being here to, you know, because the streetlights and Trotwood still don't work for whatever reason. Uh, but I thought to myself, I said, man, think about all these food trucks and these businesses, most of them pay rent to somebody in a strip mall that charges them two, three times as much. What if those businesses said, you know what, let's find a way to create our own co-op and just buy this mall. Yeah. And then we can have all our ideas inside of it. We see um, a, a resurgency of the whole flea market pop-up shop mm-hmm. idea in our community, and I love it. Yeah. But what comes next has to be that conversation. And can we facilitate a conversation for young entrepreneurs? You know, Keisha may have the best hair salon in this plaza, and that white man, that person that owns that plaza, no, Keisha is his moneymaker. What does he do? He go to Keisha and say, I got to raise rent because the other businesses are struggling. So now Keisha, who was bringing people to that strip mall plaza, now is paying more rent. So now she got to take up the cost of her product to her customers. Whereas if somebody could teach Keisha, Keisha, yes, you have your own business, but wouldn't you like to own your own building? Mm-hmm. Right. Wouldn't you like to be a part of this structure? So I, I think that's a smart way that we can get everybody on the same board. And then, you know what I'm saying, let's say if Will had his fitness thing in there, and Will say, you know what, my fitness thing has grown so much, I can move out of this mall. But before I move out of this mall, I'm going to go find me a young person in physical training or somebody else, ballet or dance, that can come in, and they can take this, uh, this little space that I have, and they can build their clientele. And when they leave out, they can do the same thing for somebody else. This is what we always be saying about putting somebody on and looking out for somebody and people don't feel like you're trying to give them a pity uh, a pity handout, but you take it and say, yo, no, I'm trying to empower you to be as great as, as what we, whatever you can be. So that's our whole aspect today. Like those vendors and food trucks that was out there today, what if they sat down and said, yo, let's move our businesses Inside the mall, let's buy the mall. Facts, 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 man. That's uh, that's that all came from uh my trip in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I recommend it if you got some time. It you can go down there for a day, and you can see yeah, see everything. And uh, I I didn't realize that this was the hundredth year of Black Wall Street. Uh, yeah, and uh, yeah. it's it's so it's always I definitely a, think it's gonna be a trip that I try to take this year. It's always a place that I wanted to go and. Uh, I finally got there, and I enjoyed hey, everything. Tom, of it. Yes. Now you said uh, that you're the most patient person out of the whole group. Oh snap! Right. Right. Yeah. 
I said I, I think I am. Can you? So let's assume that you are okay for this conversation. Who's the least patient? <laughs> <laughs> this on, should be unanimous. This should be unanimous. It depends on the day, but uh, no, I'm sitting. I'm, do, I'm sitting. I'm sitting across from him. Don't do it. <laughs> hold up, bro. Hold up. Hold up, bro. I don't understand how. <laughs> I don't understand how I'm the least patient. I don't want to say I'm the least patient. I don't rush y'all or make y'all do oh. anything. I was going to say Al. Oh, thank Al you. The least thank you. Al is the most least patient. I mean, it's the least patient. Oh, T.R. said you. We got to get. We got to get Mike for the tiebreaker. That's because Whoa. Al is the, because Al is Whoa. Al is the most stubborn out of all of us. Oh, so he is the true. least patient. That's not I, true. I feel a Joe Budden that's moment. That's not true. <laughs> I, that, listen, listen, yo, 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 yo. When we listen, the podcast, the podcast is not fun anymore. <laughs> and so, in order for me to do the podcast going forward, if it's not fun, then we got to be making money. Okay. <laughs> That's funny. Hey, that boy said, "Real, I can't believe you, man." Hey, hey, but we could dive into this real quick. So with the whole Joe Button piece, I, bro. I don't, I don't know much about Ooh. it. I haven't so, been following this. So Ooh, let me no, wait, start. wait, hey, bro, no, start. no, bro, you're, you're not the lead mic today, sir. <laughs> you're not the lead mic today. <laughs> I, I need for no. you to be patient but with me while I, uh, <laughs> I need for you to I be. Most, Hold up. I got the most info on it, though. All right. Let me set you up. Let me, let me, let me get the, uh, let me get on first base. Let Boy, me. bro, you a Russell Westbrook? You gonna, you gonna ball hog and assist? Like he is crazy. I'm not. I'm not. You are. Not. Go I'm ahead, change, bro. I'm, I'm gonna set this up so first. So, <laughs> was going back and doing my own research. I, I I never had an issue with what Joe Button said. I I didn't. I I I looked at this from the friendship standpoint first, and I put business on the back end. But Facts. going back, reading and listening, and listening to the professional aspect of it and, and, and different things of that nature, man, from a professional standpoint, I see I see some 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 bad stuff on all on all three sides. But I will say this while I set you up for the assist and you can take the conversation <laughs> however you want to say it, say it. Um after knowing all the facts that I do now know, I will say Joe Buttons is right on one thing. He, when he said that he told them the other year that you guys, how you want everything to set up and how you want some power and control and say so, then you should take the salary. We should do this as salary positions, not you guys receiving profit shares off my earnings because I'm the entity. I'm the brand. And so when you are the brand, you know, and people are making profit share checks, Basically, so if people are not familiar with profit share checks, at the end of quarters, like GM for any major company, they give out revenue checks to their stakeholders, people who have invested in the show or in the company. Mm -hmm. And when you do that, you don't have access to all the books. You don't get that because you are capitalizing off the profits of the main entity. And I don't think some people understand that. When they think about things, when they think about this, it's the Joe Buttons podcast, 
and they think all, all everybody plays an equal part. And when Rory went to Elliot and started asking some questions, it's just like on our job. You can't skip your supervisor to go to the boss's boss and talk and try to talk business. Because now when it comes back to your supervisor, who in this case is your friend, is going to feel a certain way. Hey, so go ahead, Will. And that's... That was that was real because I've seen that happen in just the military. Yeah, I've seen that happen at at work with the kids, and, and it and, it didn't and, it, and, it, it didn't work well for the person that was that went to the boss's boss. Facts. Nah, that, that's well. that, and that, and it brings me to the point of and everything you the the setup was perfect, Russell. Man, I hope I, I hope I can get a Bradley Beal situation out of this, um, but. Do you go? Do you go into business with? friends because one thing that joe said one thing that joe said that was so important i think everybody it missed he stated that he would rather ruin the business portion of their relationship and maintain the friendship and everybody is like looking past that and i think that that is extremely important because he understand that business can be in business, like you can have a rough time, y'all can y'all can lose business, but that friendship, that bond that you built, you don't want to lose it over business. And it made me think like what Joe is saying, they're not seeing it from his point of view because they aren't where he's at. Like, and not where he's at as a person or mentally or anything like that. Like when he said, like, when the podcast started, like he was paying for everything. Everything was coming out of his pocket. He was getting the teller. He was getting the, the 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 recording and this, this, that, and the other. Like he was setting all that up. They didn't have to invest a dime into. They didn't have to invest a dime into what they were doing. Uh, in, in, into the Joe Bun podcast. Even the name, like Joe wanted to keep the the name of the podcast. I'll name this podcast later or whatever. He said the business people said, "Nah, you're the entity. You're the person. We have to name it to the Joe Button Podcast in order for it to grow and flourish and to become what y'all want it to become." So, it goes back to saying, "Can you truly do business with friends and them be an understanding of the business aspect of it, or do all friends feel entitled because you are friends that they should be receiving?" all of the information. I, I, I use us as an example. Um, we, we grew, I assume we, we friends. We friends? We family. Yeah, but I say we family. Like, if we was friends, we wouldn't talk. Like, yeah, I can yeah, ignore yeah, you really, Negroes for weeks yeah, and still. I, yeah, I really don't like to use that word friend. I prefer family. But I, I, I say this, and I say our perspective is different because we all came into something to grow it together. Now, while they're friends and they went into something, you had a lead friend who already has this dynamic platform that he is. Whether you like him or love him, Joe Button is a brand within itself. Right. Right? And that's, and that's the fact of, of the matter. And I'm glad you said that part, Will, because even diving in, so when he said they left Spotify and they took the deferment payment and when Spotify cashed out the money sent to them, he said that he could have, what some lawyers have said, you know, some guys just weren't going to get paid until the next deal. He kept the business side of it going and he was paying these cats 
out of his earnings because they didn't have a salary set up. Mm-hmm. They was profit share. So, and I don't think people really get that. And the people talking about, you know, I think Joe did an excellent job breaking down money. And this is what I was talking to my son about this morning about save you got a million dollars or whatever your rookie deal for the NFL is. You got to look at that breakdown of what goes where, who gets what, and then the end of the pot. And he and, and Joe made some good point. But back to your point, Will, I honestly believe you can do business with family slash friends For sure. um, when the when the boundaries are set up front and people understand it. But money money complexes things. We know that mm-hmm. money complexes things. Uh, Roy would have never went to Elliot if he if he understood the money in the, uh, up front. And, and but but they don't have equal power. Right. And I think that's something. Joe Joe wanted them to feel like they had equal say so, but then it gets to a certain point when things is out of even Joe's hand, mm-hmm. and that's what Joe was saying. You know, I may, it may be my podcast, but the lawyers and the deals and how the money is going to come in, and I'm learning this working more with contracts at Wilberforce is there's some companies that only want to deal with certain people when it comes to sending their money. Sure. And if this person is not going to have a say-so in it, then I'm not sending my money. And so people ain't sending or trying to sponsor because of Roy and these other people. They doing it because of Joe. And you got to... And, and so I... Go ahead. And I was going to say, like, people have to know and understand that. Like, we, we definitely have to know. Like, we just went through something... Not us. We didn't go through anything, but we just had an experience with our with our live podcast or whatever where this, this, that, and other. And you did an honorable thing by what you did for all of us, right? But you set that up. So I don't – I wouldn't have looked at it if you being wrong, if you would have – the divisions would have been had different because that was something that you and Mike did. And me and Tony just had – me, Tony, and Real just had to come and perform and do our – you know, just do our job or whatever. So, you know, what yeah. you did – and what you did was commendable, like, but you didn't have to. But another thing hey, I was going to say – and not to cut you hold off. On, before I forget this, before I forget this, what you just said, and this is why it, it went the way that it went, because I feel as if in order for us to reach all our goals and dreams, you got to make sure everybody feels – and understands that they are value. K Mac right. is value. Rail is value. Right. You, Tony, Mike, everybody is is, is value. Look at the, today's a perfect example. Mike ain't there. I'm not there. And the show still has to go on. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Everybody, everybody feels value. So there will never be a time along this journey to wherever God has for us to go. And I think God really has unique and special for us that somebody will feel as if they are not valued. And that's a very, very good point. And I'm seeing the, the, this works for us is because we all come along together. Right. In right, each right, one right. of our person, in each one of our personal lives, we are all an expert on something. And, and so it's, it's unique for us when we come together collectively because we're all going somewhere together. But in that case, you had, yeah, good friends, but one friend, the the world already knew. Yeah, but I feel, and another thing is like when you're in business with people, when you're in business with friends, family, whatever, you have to keep those outside people out away from what y'all have going on on the inside because any and everybody will lead you to believe that 
what you're doing is more important than what it is and you deserve a bigger percentage or a bigger, bigger role or it should be about you here and about you there. And it's like, no. Like, anytime anybody ever comes to me about the podcast or anything that we have going on, you know, I, d- I definitely listen to anybody who listens to us, who, who, who supports us, and anybody who purchases our, uh, our, our T-shirts and hoodies and stuff like that. And if it's something that I agree with, I will bring it back to you all. But if it's something that is stupid, I don't even – I tell them, like, no, we good. This is how we're going to do it. And I'm not going to let friends, family, or anybody come in between what we have going on because of what they may think or what they may assume. So at the end of the day, we just going to continue to move and grow together. I think the, the – the worst thing is them going public with it and having those conversations with other people. And now you get a bunch of people that don't really know what's going on and now they're commenting on it. But when you, but, but, but when you, uh, when you have a public platform like that, like people know tension, people know where you're beefing. So like you kind of have, and, and to be honest, like, you can't dive into other people's BS and their shenanigans and well, not be well, willing yeah, to dive into yours point. as well. That's a good so point. So I understand why they went public with it. I just think they just should have just kept it all the way a buck and just and just got everything out on the table, however they was going to do it. And they should have been able to explain themselves this, is that, another. But what happens is other people go back, and then they hear stuff, and then they playing this into your, playing this into your head and putting this seed, mm-hmm. and then nine times out of ten, you break up something that could have been great all because of, Pride, ego, so, selfishness, so and all that it, stuff. What, what, I wonder where they go now, man. Because, because well, I, well, I, I don't, I don't I, know if Joe. I ain't trying to be funny, but I don't know if Joe really. Because he he's been doing shows without Roy and yeah, now, right. Well, so, so Joe Joe said this morning. I don't know if he's still on his IG. If you got a chance to go check out Joe's um, IG this morning, it was it was great. He had close to fourteen thousand on there and everybody was asking about where the $400,000 at, you know, the title deal, uh, who got you the title, you know, how does Jay-Z feel about all this and stuff like this. And so you they know, will, title? Anybody, will anybody sue? When it, it was, it was close, Joe talked about turning down the $40,000 deal in some title. Mm-hmm. He said he was appreciative of the conversation. He was appreciative of what, what Jay set up. But he said, and it, Joe said this, and he didn't say it this way, but he hit it around it. He's, and this is what I want y'all to hear. He pretty much was saying it's hard to be the only person in the group of friends that has a logical business mind. Mm-hmm. He said, and this is what he was trying to get across this morning. He was saying everybody hears money and numbers, but they don't think when we talk about this whole NFT and protecting your brand and all this stuff, he said, they don't think down the road. He said, why would I sign off taking $40,000 from title and you lock yourself into a bogus deal? Mm-hmm. Right, and so he he talked. He was talking about, well, are you going to sue them? He said, I got too much respect for people to, to 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 sue. And he said, you know, you say things in the heat of the moment, different things of that nature. He said, hopefully, you know, reconciliation can take place down the road. And if not, then you know, you create new content, you create your new avenue, and blessings and peace to him. 
Mm-hmm. And 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 then that's the tough part because, and that's why I say like I'm all about partnership. Like I want us to be able to continue to grow and continue to flourish in the lanes that we are. It's important that we always are willing, and I think it's one thing that we do well with our group. Like we're willing to have those uncomfortable conversations. We're willing to say like, oh no, nah, this zone me out, or no, you don't need to do this, this, that, and other, in order to incorporate and shape those boundaries. And with like I said, and I will always go back to this, no matter how much we go back and forth and bicker and stuff like that. Respect is given and respect is due. What you did with that, what happened with Xavier, is now the standard for our or how we deal with business, how we go forward. Like we have to, we have to start with that, and then if we continue to talk and negotiate, and this goes here, this goes there, whatever, whatever. But the standard is for that to take place the way that it happened, and that's the best way that we can be because we set the standard high and it was built off of respect, understanding, loyalty, and moving forward, like in continuous, in continuous growth amongst what we're trying to do. And it shows a level of trust. Yeah. Like if, yeah, if Tony sure. tell me right, if Tony tell me right now, I need y'all to cash at me this for X, Y, and Z. I'm not going to overly question it. And you know, and it's going to get done. Way, it's going to get done. And I think that that shows us, too, you know, like we we family, we friends, but still, even family friends. When it comes to money, you have to gain people's trust for sure. You know, yeah, you have to because there's all different things that we could do yeah. uh, with our money. You can say no, but you know, we I, and I like the fact the upfront we trust each other, mm-hmm. especially like you, with with money and some of those other issues. Like, I ain't got to yeah. worry about if I give you some money for something, am I going to get it or not? You know, I don't have to worry about that. You know, that that money aspect is, that's where a lot of people fall it's out. It's huge. Mm-hmm. It's huge. It's crazy, This is, this is what, it's, this is what they crazy. fall out. This is what is probably is going to end, hurt, 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 hurt their friendship. But the way Joe was speaking, Joe believes this, you know, at the end of the day, when people get out of their personal feelings, we're going to be able to sit down and break bread yeah. and scream. And that's how you supposed it may, to be. It, it may not be today, may not be tomorrow, you know, but, you know, it's, it's going to happen. Now, as far as the business, that's the important. He said they got to talk to the lawyers because, he's, and this is what he said, it's not that they think, he said, I honestly believe they don't think that I stole money. Mm-hmm. He said, but they need to go talk to somebody else about it. Tell that he said for their own ego, they need to hear from somebody else. And he said, which is cool, go talk to the lawyer. And mm-hmm. this is what he said. He said the lawyer that y'all want to go talk to that represents both of y'all, you know, I got a better interest in mind than you guys. Hey, we can't hear you, bro. Or did you put us on mute because you cussing out your kids? <laughs> yeah, I had to put y'all on mute. <laughs> I was telling the kids, <laughs> You get a you get a look into uh yeah we get we give y'all we give y'all like, super back uh, <laughs> a vaccine action man you get to, you get to hear people parents all on air he put it yeah, on yeah, mute yeah. I need y'all to draw the conversation for a few seconds Hold all right on. man that's Peace. cool that's all right cool. man but you know um as it relates to business with friends and stuff like that it's definitely something that can happen it's definitely something that we can um that we can grow and we can build. And I, I truly only like doing business and stuff with people that I'm cool with. I think it gives us an opportunity to be ourselves, opportunity to trust. And like, if I rock with you, I know you're going to go above and beyond for me. I, you know, I'm going to go above and beyond for you. And I think that's just a way for it to grow. 
Uh-uh. And it's 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 no no jealousies, no yeah, oh like, he gonna get more than me or it's it's none of that. And I feel like this, like bro, if if it's set up like bro, say we come into this with everybody got a hundred thousand dollars, right? And we're doing something that we love and we appreciate. We got a hundred thousand dollars a piece, and then it's a deal that's set up for two million dollars, and we able to break that two million dollars. And Tony, you might have been the one to go out and got the deal, right? Right. I don't feel bad you getting a little bit of more. You getting a couple of more dollars because at the end well, of the day, you. because at the end of the day, I mean, you set up the deal, you did this, you did that, and now we're in a position where we are doing better than what we was before. Like I'm not, I'm not egotistical to the point where I'm come that I that if it's explained right and it makes sense that you getting a couple more dollars than me. As long as it's long as it's honest up front and you explain why you feel that way, I can sit back and be like, oh, yeah, you you right, bro. Go ahead. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad you said that because I've been looking at these J's. That's why you don't give people credit in public, bro. No, you know, it's cool, though, but listen, to our listeners that's out there and you are, you know, thinking about going to business, family, brand, partnership, listen, leave no stones unturned. Yeah. Have these conversations up front, set your boundaries, set your expectations. But like I always tell people, man, in coaching and teaching and everything, life is a journey, and I want everybody to feel that they are a vested part of the journey. That's what you got to get to. The, For sure. The, hey, the best soldiers, the best soldiers to go to war with ain't always the best physical soldiers. It's the ones that when it's time to go to war, that's gonna show up regardless how he, they feel about he themselves. Gonna, he gonna try to they, make it he gonna try to make it cool to not be in shape. Go ahead, Al. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 listen, I'm not saying that. But one of my favorite movies is a, I'm not saying one of my favorite movies, but I love the storyline was 300. Leonidas is the king, and the council tells him he can't take his own troops to battle without with supplies. Leonidas says, "I'm leaving to go fight." If nobody else comes with me, and those men that was ride or die for Leonidas have sex with their wives one last good time, told their sons to grow up to fight for Sparta, and they knew they wasn't coming back. That's how you want us to feel about you. But 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 people won't do that unless you started off with the boundaries of trust and transparency up front, and they see that they are valued. And, that, and who's know, coming along, with me? Along the way. And that's important. You know what I'm saying? Who's coming with me? That's a free song right there. Who, who's coming with me? We're going straight. And that's a fact, bro. But I, I got a, we got about a couple minutes left, man. We're going to get everybody. You, you just got back home with your kids. I know that's a valuable time for you, man. So uh, one thing that we wanted, I wanted to touch on was the Hall of Fame yesterday, man. Did, was anybody able to check out any of the speeches or anything like that? I heard this was emotional, man. Hey, man. Man, listen, I got to go back maybe tonight and watch the whole thing. I watched bit, bits and pieces. But, man, I'm going I'm to I'm tell you this. Before the Hall of Fame, what, what got me emotional was knowing that it was taking place. But, man, that when Kevin Garnett called uh, Isaiah Thomas and talked about you know, being some kids from, 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 you know, from Chicago and what we had to go through and what our mothers had to sacrifice mm-hmm. and give up for us, man. That, that, 
you know, I'm not a product of a single of a single parent household, so I, I can't speak from that. But that 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 move that moved me, man. So to hear anytime you hear black men appreciate another black man, you know, without no restraint and pour into each other, man, it, that does it for me um, every time. That was my mental health clarity. The other day when, when Kevin Garnett asked Isaiah Thomas to be there mm-hmm. and then to move, you know, when, when, when Vanessa took that jacket off the hanger and she put it on the child, on, on, that, on that oldest daughter, who, who a lot of people don't know behind the scenes is a heck of an athlete herself. Mm-hmm. You know, she didn't take up basketball. She took up a volleyball and she was a heck of a volleyball athlete. It did it for me, man. Being a father with three daughters, you know, there's daddy girls and different things of that nature, you know what I'm saying, to hear the other speeches and stuff, man, for, mm-hmm. for Tim Duncan and Pop, man, it was a, it was an emotional hey, roller That was dope, man. Pop skipped the game to come to see Tim Duncan uh, get his Hall of Fame jacket. That's how you know it's just more, much more than a player coach, and it shows you that even though Pop was in a leadership position, he truly appreciated that man for being the man that he is, man, to help grow and build right. that organization. Like, he ain't no pride, no ego. He knew, like, I was able to truly be a coach to arguably who, one of the greatest who, players who, ever. Who would, who would you rather have? The big fundamental. I want Tim Duncan all day, but I'm a Spurs uh, fan, so I'm biased. You ain't even give me – let me get it. Over who? Uh, big fundamental over the big ticket? No, over Kobe. <laughs> yeah, now he's shot I am physically going to say this. You cannot go wrong with either way. You can't. Because you can't. I, can, I can argue that Tim Duncan's career is a little better than Kobe's if you want to get down to it for real. You, you, yeah. You can't. We can. You can. You can. But you can. This is the thing. Kobe this was is, more impactful, but, is, but who career was thing. better, you can debate it. it but this is the thing, that, though. That is a debatable when argument. When you when you get into the trenches of these conversations, this is key. That's, Tim Duncan, we expected this. We expe- hold on, I'm gonna give you my answer. We expected Tim Duncan to be now that now that now that is for sure. We did expect Tim Duncan to be the truth. We didn't know or see nothing like Kobe. So that's why I said Kobe is more impactful. For I remember sure. on a Saturday. I remember on and, a and not to, game. And not to cut you off, but I had to because I felt like it. Oh. Tim Duncan had an easy cheat code as well. He came up under David Robinson, who was one of the best centers, so he got to learn firsthand each and every day from somebody who was arguably one of the best ever at his position. And, so, and think about and think about this: most basic team in the world. Hey, Popovich, Popovich was the team president, GM, fired Larry Brown, had the worst record. You get Tim Duncan, you cater your whole organization for years to these two people. I remember Kat saying, if Kobe Bryant is as half as talented as Eddie Jones, he's <laughs> going to have a successful career. Hey, hey. So funny. I'm going with Kobe. I'm going with Kobe. That's funny. Hey, I, I, so I'm going to pick one. I'm going to pick one, and I would pick Kobe. Hey, and I'm not mad at anybody for picking Kobe, pick, But But it's hard to pick that because Tim Duncan, it's hard. They, they on the same level. You cannot say they're not. Mm-hmm. On a, and Tim, Tim Duncan, career-wise, he might have had a better career than Kobe because he's. If you go look at the at the number at the at the at the same amount of rings, Tim Duncan got more MVPs. He got more he defensive got four, players a year. More I mean, final MVPs. More as defensive well. 
What is it? A, the defensive Different, team. Yeah, defense. Yeah, he been yeah. on more defensive. First team, all defensive. Defense, yeah. Um, you know what I'm saying? Same amount of rings. Kobe got more points. What about the MVPs? Like Tim Duncan got more MVPs. Kobe only got one. I think Tim got two. What two about MVPs. finals MVPs? Co- uh, Tim Duncan got three. Yeah. Tim Duncan got three. Kobe got two. Kobe got two. I'm gonna say this. So, I mean, Kobe, I can make the it, argument it, it, for my big fundamental. Y'all understand me, but I'm gonna I'm I'm say this. But but Kobe, 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 let me say this. Kobe is the shiny Lamborghini. Mm-hmm. Tim Duncan, that that pickup truck that get get to work. Mm-hmm. So that's why, that's, that's why that's why people are saying, man, you you can't do that, man. If you go look at the game of basketball and look at at their careers, bruh. I will say this. And out of all the major professional sports, <coughs> I will say Tim Duncan is the most. I'm not gonna say undervalued, underappreciated. He is the, the 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 greatest superstar that people don't fully understand his greatness. Hey, hey. out of all out of all the major sports, mm-hmm. I don't think it, I, you can make that case that while people knew he was great, I don't think people understood the death of his greatness. Tim Duncan went back to college, right? Mm-hmm. Stayed that extra year. Mm-hmm. Came. That's unheard of. Now, remember, people said when Tim Duncan was leaving, man, this dude is great. He could be all-time great, but now we don't know because he didn't want to leave early. I got two more things real quick. Who the better dresser, Jordan or uh, Tim Duncan? And <laughs> hey, they both are trash, bro. They both are horrible, bro. I might have to go Jordan. I go Jordan. I gotta go Jordan, bro, because he got the Jordan. Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan showed up. No, listen, bro. You like you know how to have like a wrinkled V-neck or a wrinkled T-shirt, bro. He came to a game with some baggy jeans and a wrinkled polo collar, bro. Like Tim Duncan, I'm, Tim I'm, Duncan's I'm, level of I'm not giving an F is through the roof. Uh, we got we got to put that I'm on going, a, uh, on a. I got to put that. We got to make that a meme, bro. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going a better dresser, uh, Tim Duncan. Now I'm going after Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan first. Listen, Tim Duncan first wife. She 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 let him look any kind of way. <laughs> you see that Tim, Tim, Tim Duncan got that divorce, got with that with that new one. You see he didn't change his hair, huh? For sure. He got a little trendy. Well, thing we know about Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan gonna wear some church shoes with some big flare out jeans. He said big flare out jeans. <laughs> big flare out jeans. <laughs> Bruh, he got the Michael, MC Hammer joints. Hey, bruh, and, and, Ma- Michael. And shout Michael out. Jordan, Shout, shout, out, shout out to uh, Ben Wallace and Tony Kuko for making it for next year, man. Hey, but not nah, another. Hey. But another thing before before but before we leave this before before we leave this, man. It was one thing that uh-huh. Vanessa said during her speech that was that it was honestly to open the first thing that she said. And she was like she was hesitant of giving Kobe uh, giving Kobe props about his basketball career because she felt like he got it from so many different people that she wanted she didn't want to give him though that type of credit to kind of keep him grounded and it was if you saw her face while she was giving that speech she regretted it because he's no longer here he's no longer here so it's almost like get on people they flowers man get your people your flowers man like forget keeping people grounded keeping people this this that another man let people know that they are great yeah let people know that they are great because at the end of the day Kobe Kobe loved his wife, this, this, that, another. But you know how much more it would have meant from him, from his wife, to say, 
bro, you great. You're one of the greatest. Like, that was fantastic. Like, not just when he went a ring, but just like. She didn't. She didn't even like the uh, five-star service for a job. I'm going to give you a four and a half. Yeah, like. Because everything can happen. Yeah, like, no, if everything is good, man, get them people they credit, man. Let them people know how much you care, how much you, how much they mean, and let, and let them know that you're proud of them, man, because that could go a long way. Like, you, it's a lot of people in the world that probably done killed themselves because they looking for some credit from their mom, dad, or significant other, man. Some validation. Like, yeah, some yeah. validation. And sometimes that's the only validation they need. Like, Kobe could have heard from 10 million people that he was great. But his wife saying that he was great probably would have been more important than any of that. Yeah, that's cool. But nah, it was good, 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 good to be back. Good show. Yeah, good to be back, man. I'm glad that we was able to make this happen, man. And why are you staring at me, bro? Why am I staring at you? Hey, but before we go, we got to talk about Will randomly FaceTiming me in the news, bro. Yeah, man, I'm not we, talking we, about that. I am not talking about that. <laughs> what are you talking about? Bro? Bro. We getting no, bro. Hey man, nah, hey. we are not talking about. First that. and foremost, like this is why y'all don't listen to Al, but y'all believe that. Hey, like y'all believe that. Hey, they come off the Will, line. Don't sit here. Don't sit here loud and lower the hey, day, bro. Hey, bro. Don't do that. Hey, bro. Hey, hey. take him off the line, man. Hey, yeah, bro. I'm about to hang up on you, man. <laughs> you gotta play the music anyway. Music. Yeah, man. Bye, Al. Hey, well, let me say my let me say my goodbye, Pete. All right, go ahead. Hey, thank y'all for rocking with us. Continue to support us. Continue to like, share. You know, we know we ain't being... Subscribe. Listen, yeah, we not on y'all time schedule. When we upload this holistic is when y'all get this holistic. Okay? He is crazy, right. man. Hey, no, hey fans, we listen, are on your time. Uh, hey, this Joe Biden, this Joe Button stuff, I said Joe Biden. This Joe Button <laughs> stuff got me thinking now, hey, Dr. Bailey may start charging y'all for this podcast. <laughs> Y'all fans, y'all better enjoy these free episodes. Once we get to one full year, <laughs> we may have to get us a Patreon page. You feel me? <laughs> oh, yeah, Patreon is. Yeah, Patreon might be the next. Yeah, that's where it's at. Is, like, yeah, uh, I know. We talk, we didn't talk about that all the time. Yeah, all right. That's where it's at, though. <laughs> but all right, fellas. All right, man. Peace. All right, bro. Uh, you got something to say? Uh, nah, I'm good, man. That was a good show. Good, brother. Cue the music, man. All right, man. Hey. We see y'all next week, hopefully. We out.